You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Monkeys Took My Jetpack Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thanks for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 56. We're back with another Dresden Files session, and we hope you enjoy it. As is often the case with Dresden Files, some questions are answered, and some answers are questioned. I appreciate your patience for the long wait, as I always do. I think you're going to find it's worth it, because we've got another one of these coming right on the heels of this one. So, strap yourself in, buckle up, and get ready for a nice ride. Our cast includes Trilobite as our illustrious Game Master, Blind Geek, that would be me, as David Mercury, Josh as Ezra Kriplin, and Thunderstep as Adam Dipple. So... Without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 56, The Gods Must Be Crazy. There's a fine line between helping and meddling. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, How about I meddle and get us going? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on, let him. Be. He's been trying really hard to segue us into the game, and we are wrapping up a half hour early, so I should probably ask her segue. So, um, right. so uh, the first thing I wanted to do was some mechanics, and that means for all y'all, please get yourselves up to your refresh or remain above if you are above and then also add one additional fate point because I messed with you guys uh, last time using both your high concepts and your troubles via the situation you found yourselves in and Coyote's offers. I'm up to four fate, which is good because my adjusted refresh is going to be down to one at the end of this. We had talked about to get full-fledged sponsored magic, it would take two refresh, which would down to zero. I had suggested possibly getting rid of my high-quality workplace. Yes, stuff. and that would be totally and, fine with me. Okay, and the way I want to do that, and I originally thought, like, not just a fire, but that's mm-hmm. kind of pedestrian. Yes. So what I was thinking of is that, because Coyote, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm out and about doing my thing, and I come back and I found out that a ultra-rare California condor has huh. crashed through my window and just <laughs> wrecked up the, just wrecked up the joint, number one. And the state won't let me get rid of it because it's an ultra rare California condor that has set up nesting. Yes. Where my lab used to be. Yes. And now I have to live in a different room in the house. That's beautiful. So I'm going to say then that you're. Coyote! <laughs> you're coming to, and I don't know, you might want to. It doesn't keep... have to be now because last I saw it was in a strip club, but it's just something I can come back and find out that there's a condor in my room. No, that's perfect. What I'm going to say is you might want to keep that email handy so that you have all of it because uh, all the things we discussed. And then also uh, you're coming to with a vague memory of that, but you're pretty sure it's a real memory. Okay. 
I was also going to then swap out my aspect playing nicey nice with the white court, which has never come into play. Uh, and I was going to make that coyote as my co-pilot or something like that. Yeah, it works. All right. And I think we're discussing, I don't know if we come down to a consensus on what the sponsored magic does. I was thinking about... Uh, uh, no, we actually did your oh, idea. Oh, yeah, evocation is going to be like a shape-shifting and illusion with the power of evocation. Yes, absolutely. And I don't think we came up for anything for thaumaturgy, but I was thinking just general making it easier to do, uh, like, creation-type magic. Absolutely. And you can also, you'll be able to pawn off consequences uh, in the oh. form of debt, which um, ah, okay, Coyote gotcha. will collect in a manner of his own choosing at a time of his own choosing. So glad I didn't Not get involved with this bastard. <laughs> well, like I said, at the time, I'm like, oh, Coyote, that lovable anti-hero that I've discovered in the Nuisha handbook. And then afterwards, like, oh, wait a second. I'm not sure if that holds over to this game or anything. I'm like, oh, those chaos gods, they're just good-natured rogues. Uh, oh, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> I forgot. That, that might not hold up two feet outside of my own head. Oh, hell. All right, so my adjusted refresh is now one, just like Harry Dresden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing fine for himself, so ah, he should be yeah, all right. Fine. What goes wrong with that guy? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> this is not the game to ask that question in. And it is with Ezra that I would like to start. And guys, I'm going to bring you in on a little bit of this. I'm going to ask you some questions about his situation and everything else. And in these cases, if you tell me yes, that gets Ezra both some benefits and some trouble. So, Ezra, you're coming to on the floor of a strip club. First of all, how do you know right off the bat that it's a strip club? I mean, without even really looking around, how do you know? Uh, because first thing I hear is uh, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. That's mm-hmm. a big sign. Then worn carpet with that uh, gray carpet with like the pink and gray square design from the 80s. Okay. Uh, I can smell uh, the stripper perfume that they all use. I spend a lot of time in strip clubs. Um, and as I look up, I'm like just outside the VIP rooms and yes. I'm like, I can see the cigarette burned couches and the uh, pole, the stage and pole and all there. Okay. So you're... Uh... Wow, I've just described every strip club I've ever been in <laughs> with remarkable alacrity. I was just going to say that... that... Kind of sad, David. Yeah, kind of. Well, they are sad places. They are kind of sad places. Temples to desperation. So you're just outside the VIP room, and a burly security fellow, black sunglasses, black shirt that says security, no neck, is coming forward to help you. It looks like several other patrons have slipped or fallen, and a little bit of dust is still sifting down from the ceiling. (laughs) Think about uh, California, those earthquakes, huh? I never know where they're going to come. Absolutely, sir. The Someone ought to do something about that. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> yes, Ooh. of course. Yes. Uh, right this way, sir. And he's guiding you toward a bar. Uh, okay, sure. And this place looks almost like a turn-of-the-century theater or something, or like a strip club themed after that with a good interior decorator. Huh. And you vaguely recognize it. It's... Oh, yeah, where Echo, your girlfriend, worked. Not my girlfriend. A place called the Gentleman Caller. <laughs> it's, 
It's the Tennessee Williams theme strip club. <laughs> uh, it's just south of the Heights, kind of tucked out of the way. Yeah, it's sort, it's sort of that place where it has a reputation as being like a VIP club and stuff like that. It's a little bit more upscale than most of them. Okay. So, uh, you're being guided over to the bar. And guys, here's my first question. Is he wearing something unusual? For him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm just glad you didn't end after, uh, is he wearing something? <laughs> oh, we may have taken it there. You don't know. The, the day is still young. He's wearing the sky, is what I was going to say. <laughs> the question is more, is he wearing something unusual, guys? What do you think? Remember, you will cause him trouble with this, but he might also get some benefit. Yes. Okay. Uh, make a quick note there. All right. Why do I uh, feel like so- we're in a game of very strange Mad Libs? <laughs> Can I get an adjective? <laughs> All right, I need a place. I need a place. Did someone say dry cleaner? All right. I heard ice cream factory on Mars. <laughs> Hello, sir. I am an ice cream dealer on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly uh, is cold out today. Oh, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so you notice that you're wearing what looks like a catering outfit? You know, in every movie about a posh party, there's those guys in the tuxedos and Black stuff. Black pants, white shirt. Yeah, white gloves. Oh, because they're fancy, fancy. Spats all shiny and stuff. That's odd. Yeah, and it's still got a tag inside the label. Gotta oh. look at that tag. Why am I dressed like the penguin? <laughs> the tag has a little lipstick kiss on it. And writing that says, thanks for everything, call me. And on the other side is the name of the costume rental shop that this clearly comes from. Is there a phone number next to the call me? Yes. Okay, is it a California phone number? Yes. All right, so I'm still in California. It's one in in El Cerrito, which is like 20 miles south of here. Oh, wait, you say I recognize this place. This is where Echo works. Okay, okay, so I am. Yes. Still dizzy. El Cerrito, where is that? Uh, It's about 20 miles south of Isla de Oro proper. Like, it's down near the refinery and stuff. Anyone of note in our recent adventures that is from El Cerrito? Uh, no. Okay, like, none of the people re-researched or anything? No. Okay, okay. So no one currently important that I know of. Okay. And I assume you're taking the security guards guidance and being sat down at the bar yes i am i'm still kind of in a daze i'm looking through like what is i'm wearing a spats what and And i'm in a costume you said costume rental on this thing yeah all right and the bartender is a oh your usual mr kirkland yes my usual that is what i always get here okay so now I'll just directly ask you guys, what is his usual? Uh, Harvey Wallbanger. Okay, I perfect. No the, I have no idea what it is in that. Actually, <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of them. What is in a Harvey Wallbanger, guys? I don't. Harvey? I don't know. I've only had some one wall. once. I just ordered it because I thought the name was cool. And presumably some banger. So <laughs> there we are. Vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. Oh, sounds okay, actually. I don't care for vodka, so. If you're one of those people who like yeah, the but does, drinks. Apparently. Sorry, big old Harvey Wallbanger <laughs> sliding over. <laughs> Looking up at the mirror, huh? guys, is he wearing sunglasses? 
That's an no. odd question. No. No sunglasses. I find it funny that we were both coming to the same conclusion from a random question like that. That just cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And as he is nursing the drink, still... Oh, no, no. I am not nursing this drink. Oh. I will nurse the second one. <laughs> but this one? Straight down. Okay. It's a long day. So after he pounds down the drink, does he feel an unusual burning sensation somewhere on his skin? Wait a second. I don't like where that question is going. Yes. Yes. Fuck you all. <laughs> what major portion of the body is it on? I really don't like you. <laughs> Genitalia. No. Uh, major portion of the body. Oh, okay. That is a major, a major portion. portion but I don't know. It's an extremely important, in fact, from a biological standpoint, the only important part of the body. But it is not what we would call a major body section. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him with his pants down, have you? <laughs> Looks like a foreign exchange student crafted on down there. <laughs> Trial bite, what would you consider a major body portion? Limbs, torso, back, yeah. chest. Oh, anything that's included on a hit location chart is what you're telling Basically. me. Basically. Okay. For head. Yeah, why not? Head works for me. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, the back of his head. And, uh, huh, funny thing, you are cue ball bald. That's right. The, the hell, man? Like Telly Savalis, shining, absolutely bald. Ah. Uh, reaching back there or whatever it sounds like. Yeah, just reaching back, feeling, looking in the mirror, and like. Yeah, you've got. The hell? You've got saran wrap with some sort of gel taped on the back of your skull. Oh, hell no. Like I'm good sized patch, like as big as your hand. That's a tattoo patch, I know that. Uh I'm trying to trying to catch a look in the mirror, turning around and like Okay, yeah, you can see uh looks like beautiful colors, sharply defined lines. I mean there's a bunch of gel all over it, but it at least doesn't look like prison ink. And you immediately recognize a figure, it's a coyote dancing. Uh, holding a flute like he's dancing and playing the flute, and there's some sort of swirl of energy or something like that that he's kind some of dancing. Pelly look type thing. Yeah, from what you can see of it, it's top quality work. Was not part of the deal. Cut back over to our heroes. Well, Ezra's no longer David. one of our heroes. <laughs> Adam and David, anyway. <laughs> it's been a long, arduous climb in the hot sun despite the crude steps cut into the rock and clearly worn by the passage of generations of feet, it still is a long way up this spire to the cave. But you have finally reached it. This black portal yawns before you, surrounded with a deeply carved petroglyph of what looks like a snake maybe swallowing its own tail. Okay, now I know what I said about the things coming back to me, but I'm going to have to ask. We were in the Never Never. We right. were with Coyote. Yeah. And then, how did, why are we, what? We're going to talk to the snakes because Ezra got yanked away That's by right. Coyote. So we're still in the Never Never then. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're still, okay. we're uh, still there. That's right. That's right. Because we were like, oh shit, how are we going to get out now? That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming back again. It's all coming back to me. Okay. 
all coming back, it's all coming back. <laughs> God, I don't need to hear that song. So before you, you can see um, a vast, partially worked cavern that extends back into blackness like a very large natural tunnel. You can smell this musky, almost unpleasant odor coming from it, like the reptile house at a zoo, and the smell of very old, dark earth and decaying things. David? Yeah? Normally this is something where I'd let Ezra take over. <laughs> this whole thing is something where I would let Ezra take over. At that moment, the earth trembles under you. Small rocks go tumbling down, down, down to the valley floor below. Oh, shit. <sighs> Let's go inside. Remind me to bitch slap his ass when I see him again. Uh, yeah, you may have to get in line. The transition from the bright, hot, sunlit world outside to the dark underworld is instantaneous. In fact, you find yourself in a much larger cavern even than what you saw outside. In front of you, immediately in front of you, is a large ring of stones set low to the ground. You know, maybe halfway up your calf, each one. And within the ring is this roiling blackness, like a pool of liquid smoke. Far, far away behind you and slightly above is a distant, tiny circle of sunlight. The entrance you came through just a moment ago. You got a flashlight on you? Uh, nope. Or, well, shit. Uh, well, let's see. Well, first off, before I don't we suppose there's any point in asking God for some light. I don't think that's in your wheelhouse of powers. We got enough light to at least see the shit in front of us. This roiling lake of utter blackness, which is making a faint cirrusation. The longer you look at it, the more the roiling smoke looks like it has ropey, almost serpentine forms. All right. You guys rope me into this shit without giving me full details. We're here to talk to the snake people or the whatever deities or something that's in here about the demons that are fucking with people's dreams, correct? Yep. All right. So, pointing at the black pool, does that look like something snake gods would have, or is that something that the demons would have put in here to keep the snake gods down? Your guess is as good as mine. Had we had a wizard here who was more informed about this kind of thing... Boy, everyone badmouths the wizard, but as soon as he's not around to help you out... I'm, 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 I'm sorry, that. sir, the bartender says. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> would you like another? Huh? Oh, oh, sorry. I, I, uh... Yes. I don't recall bad-mouthing the wizard. I bad-mouthed the vampire. Who are you talking to, David? What? (laughs) Who are you talking to? I'm talking to, uh, I'm talking to Adam. I'm I'm picking up a rock and chucking it into the pool. What the hell? Oh, that's okay. I'm back here. I'm putting my hand on my pistoli. Just... In the case. rock disappears without a trace, but several of the smokes of rope rise up, taking on a definitely serpentine form, head, flickering tongue, fangs and all, before sort of dissolving and falling back into the general tumult of the pool. Now that looked like snake god stuff. Look, if I get bit, I'm not even human anyway, so don't worry about it. Hang on. I walk up to the pool. <laughs> snakes, mm-hmm. snakes, Adam, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of look look at the pool and I go, 
All right, first off, can you understand me? The smoke begins to... Yes, two hisses for no. The smoke begins to swirl and part, and you can see flickering flames, and you can hear distant screams. The vision starts to become a little more clear as more of the smoke pulls away. Not entirely, but as if the smoke was becoming flame-lit smoke of the the village you remember in southern Germany burning when they came after you. No, I do not. When everything got out of control. <laughs> I'm going to self-compel mm-hmm. if I may. Be- because uh, I'm a holy champion of God. Yes, you are. And this kind of thing is very un- God with a capital G, like, and... I'll say you're pretty perceptive, so you can see kind of like the look on his face and some flickering light, but that's all you can see from where you are. Yeah, I'm going to start, and I don't know enough of this to pull it off, I'm going to start spouting scripture that Mm -hmm. talks about the protection of God and the holy armor, and if we resist, I'm, I'm... Yes. I don't. I don't want to put wor- put words in uh, Thunderstep's mouth, but I kind of. I'm doing this with the idea he'd probably be like, hey, "Shut up! What are you doing? Stop it! <laughs> you don't want to piss him off." Do not stop the ancient snake guy. <laughs> Look, I know my past. You don't have to give me a flashback. Knock this shit off. We're just here to talk. <laughs> is that a sufficient? Is that sufficient for a paint point, or do I need? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. The smoke clears, um, but does not reveal, uh, you know, another scene or anything like that. It's just kind of an opening drifting toward you, which shows just a, like what you can see is a long stone drop. Not sheer, but a, a very steep descent into the earth beyond this veil. This is some Conan shit here. I swear <laughs> to God, giant snakehead comes out of here, I'm going to be pissed. Your voice echoes. Tiny in the vastness of the cavern. There are no stairs or anything. It's just a straight shaft. Yeah, it's just a very steep climb. Shit. All right, David. Let's just go. This is ridiculous. We have the armor of God. They're not going to intimidate us with their little spectacle here. All I want are some questions answered. What well, the hell's happening? That's what I want as well. But we're not going to get... Now the anger's starting. We're not going to get it just standing around here with them trying to well, scare let's us. Let's go down the hole. Let's go. Let's go down the hole. All right. After you. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Got the gun. You got the gun. I got the gun. I got a rock. All right. Let's. I resolutely mm-hmm. step forward into the morass, into the miasma, the smoking miasma. I think I actually got a chance to use that word properly in a sentence. Yes, you did. Can I, yeah. Can I grab him by the back of his pants before he plummets <laughs> down the hole like a fucking moron? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, he said there were steps. I'm not jumping. No, I said there weren't any steps. Yeah, it's a steep descent. A well, steep yeah, but it's a, it's a descent. It's not a drop-off. Yeah, I, okay, okay. So you two are arguing for a moment on the brink of the pit. And out of the corner of your eye, David, uh, you see a woman, a very familiar woman, striding through the mist toward you. Very familiar. You see her out of the corner of your eye, and she's carrying something small in both arms with long hair trailing. It's, she's carrying a child. Shit. Who's that? Is it Annie? Looking? Yes. It's your wife. And she's pale, carrying... eyes glowing silver, and she's carrying your daughter. 
She mouths something very quietly. You can almost hear it and smiles at you. It's that same smile she always had, the one she used to give you in the morning before sending you off to work, or sometimes late at night when you would come home from the worst night shifts. And she was always there to greet you with a tender smile. It just made everything better. I think this is going to turn him stocks. He's going to freeze. Because internally, he's warring with emotions at the moment. And I think this is a compel sufficient to stymie him. Then I'm going to give you another fate point. Cool. Because you are stopped. Yeah. As the woman, and you can see her clearly now too, Adam. She was really indistinct, like a shimmer, until she stepped up. You recognize both of them. You've known this family for a little while. But why she's all pale and why her eyes are glowing and stuff? Uh, your daughter is not, as you might have feared, dead, but sleeping peacefully in your wife's arms. And uh, she's reaching out like to take your hand to lead you away from the pit. And uh, she's smiling and she says something. You just can't quite hear it. Do I see any of this? Yeah, like I said, Adam, you can see her clearly now. Before she was just an indistinct shimmer, but now you can clearly see her. And uh, she's reaching out, slowly walking away from the pit, reaching out with one hand and smiling at David. David, there's something wrong here. Uh, let me, what would this be? This is the um, problem with not having a set attribute list. Hang on a second. Say you can make a conviction roll if you're trying to, like, snap out of something. I'm trying to snap out of it. I'm also trying to see if, uh, yeah, I guess I'm trying to snap. Yeah, I'm trying to snap out of it. I can't do anything else until I overcome this, uh, Give me a conviction roll. Your target number is four. Five. Since you took the compel, I'm making it a little bit more difficult. Six. Okay. So you can hear Adam now. For a moment, you were back in the front room of your house. Yeah. Yeah, now you realize where you are again. That, I say pointing, is some kind of illusion that can't be real. No kidding. Let's just get in there and get this over with, and I'm going to just try to... And at that, she vanishes. Just gone. Okay. And you feel a little pain just above your heart. Is this physical pain or emotional pain? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. Okay. All right. Enough of this shit. Let's just go on march on down there. All right. So you start climbing down the pit. Eventually, Ezra, you decide it's time to leave. Or do you? How many I'm actually going to ask the bartender if he has a phone I can use. Oh, yeah, he says. He reaches under and opens a drawer and pulls out some slim little candy apple red razor thin thing. Uh, your buddy asked me to hang on to this for you. Said you weren't good with phones. Uh, which buddy was that? I've got so many. Uh, the old Indian guy? The old Indian guy. Ah, uh, yes. Ironized coyote. All right, thank you. I'm going to look at the call history on the phone really quick, because I wasn't expecting the cell phone. Wow, it's all 976 numbers. Who was the last person to call this phone? Wait a minute. He's, like, stuck in some kind of an... I'm not here. I'm going to shut up. No, you're not. I'm, not. I'm not there. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> I'm not saying a damn thing. 
So last person to call this phone, it looks like was... Okay, you got two incoming calls, one at about one in the morning is that number on your tag. And the other one looks like the number David usually uses at the church, you think? I mean, you haven't had many opportunities to call him, you being what you are, but you have a fantastic memory. All right, checking first thing, actually, on the phone. What day is it? The same day I left? No, it's three days after you left. Okay, I'm going to call the number that is on my card and all that. Okay. Running Rabbit Costumes, Bobby speaking. How can I help you? That, okay, hold That's the number. I'm sorry, I may have mistaken. The number I have on the tag, that's for the costume shop? Mm-hmm. Was there a number next to the call me at all? Yes, and like I said, that's the number that's on well, it's your the same tag. number. Oh, yep. okay. And it looks like that call came in at 1 in the morning. That call came in at 1 in the morning. Hi, this is... What time is it now? Wait a second. Jesus. Um, there's no clocks in here. There's no nothing. On the phone. Oh, man, wouldn't you know it? That's on the fritz. Apparently, it's L7L7. The band? Famous for their song, Shit List? I wouldn't <laughs> say famous. Right. Anyway. Hi, this is Ezra Kirkland. I was... Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you called, the man says. I'm sorry about calling you earlier, but then, you know, um, you know, I wanted to call you, but then my phone was out for a while, so I didn't know if you called, and my battery was dead, and then, you know, my roommate embraced the voicemail and stuff, so I just wasn't sure. You doing okay? Are you still going to the party? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, but, you know, I'm... I'm not big on driving and all that, so i got to figure out exactly the way to get there. Oh, you. Um, do you need a pickup? Yes. Yes, I do. I say, rarely. Okay. Well, your place or mine. The image what, of the what, condor. The party? What, what, what time is the party again? Uh, five o'clock tomorrow? Wow, tomorrow. are you okay? I'm fine. I'm, I'm a little drunk. Oh, oh, oh. you sound, uh, well, you sound drunk. That's because I am drunk, as previously established. Tell you what, honey, I close up in about half an hour. Where should I come meet you? Um, at Coyote's Bar again? Coyote's Bar. Yes, that would be, that would be fine. Okay. I'll come meet you there. You just, you know, you have a nice, uh, Harvey Wallbanger and, uh, take it yes. easy. And then, uh, Bobby will make everything better and then we'll go to the party. Thanks, Bob. Click. I'm leaving. You say resolutely <laughs> out loud. As <laughs> I. As I hang up, he asks, like, do no one in general? So I was like, I am leaving. Question Come. is my hoodoo bag, my bag of magical gear with me. Yes. Oh, goodness. All right. It doesn't match the outfit, but that's fine. Come um, in soon, Mr. Kirkland, the bartender says. And, absolutely. Uh, the security guy who escorted you over here, who's standing by the room to the VIP door, also waves a hand and gives you a friendly wave. You got it, pal. How far away would you say... And I, I don't have any reason to believe that this is going to stay, but from past experience, how far away is the uh, gentleman caller from home? Not really that far. Um, I'm walking. Yeah, you've got to go through, like, uh, the hardest part's going to be crossing 101, but there's some places you can Not do the that. hardest thing I've done today. Yes. I have That's... stepped across worlds and back, crossing the highway. Kind of mundane. Not a real problem. Not it's, a real problem. It's going to be about, he said, consulting his map, about three miles. I got time. On streets, that's easy. Yeah, I've, I've got time. i got some thinking to do. Walking home. So. Probably doing the 
crazy man talking to himself sort of thing. I'm like, okay, let me see what I did today. I'm also surprised that this phone is working for me after a few minutes of contemplation of the fact that, hey, wait, that call went through right well. Yeah, it did. Is it night outside once I step outside? No, it's towards sunset. Okay. You can see the uh, Sangre de Santos. First shift at this club then. Yep. Uh, Sangre de Santos glowing uh, like a fierce orangish red, like fairy gold in the distance. Looks like maybe some fog is starting to come in from the ocean tonight, like sometimes happens around this time of year. It's brisk for a Californian. Meaning Um, like 75? Yes. (laughs) Well, meaning like 50. Uh, It's brisk out here, too. Light jacket, battle shirt. You're in one of these godforsaken, failed strip mall neighborhoods in which the gentleman caller and its neon and stuff are like the brightest beacon of civilization for like a mile around. You got to go uh, through the groves, which is like a bad gang neighborhood to get to home. Again, fought some dinosaurs and demons. Not concerned about the gang members at this point. Please <laughs> <laughs> how confident one can be after the day he's had. Oh, teenagers with lead pipes and knives. <laughs> a guy with missing teeth and an AK-47. I'm really scared. Yeah, I'm really scared. He just blew apart a lizard monster in the in Pangea. I'm not really concerned about gangbangers. Let me cut a quick question to the guys. Milk or a homeless man, guys? Homeless man. Yeah, why not? Guy, no legs, beat up ass, wheelchair, rooting through a garbage can. Wearing your army jacket. My magical army jacket? Yep. Son of a bitch. I'm going to see if I have my wallet on me. You have... Or a wallet of any sort. (laughs) Okay, guys. Does he have someone else's wallet? Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) That's just too much fun. Of course he does. Whose ID is in it? Or names on cards or whatever. Okay. Alistair Crawley. No. (laughs) It's for a uh, Dr. Winger, who apparently is a doctor of plastic surgery. He's he's from the Church of the Poison Mind. His his first name is apparently D. Like just the license? Driver's license says D? Yeah, just D. Just the letter D. Wow. Okay. And from the picture, it looks like he's a subject of his own works. How much money, or is there money? Oh, yeah. There's like $780 in here. Yo, dude. He looks up. Hey, Mr. Kirkland. Yes, I'll give you $50 for that jacket. You gave me $50 to take it. Deal. Right. When did I give you $50 for that jacket? Uh, As I hand it over? Late last night when you were going into the club with your friend. Ah, okay. That sounds funny. What friend was I going in with? Oh, you know, the old Indian guy and the two blondes? Ah, the old Indian guy and the two blondes. All right. Oh, um, the two blondes, they were women, right? Oh, it's California, he shrugs. That doesn't narrow it down. I know. All right, thanks. Ah, And thanks for the peyote. Absolutely. Oh, he better not be breaking into my peyote stash, bastard. He takes the $50, it disappears into one dirt-seamed hand with a magician's flourish. I should check my boots. Am I wearing my boots? No, man. You looked <laughs> down earlier, and you kind of forgot because you're a little out of it right now. A little out of it. No problem. But you're wearing these highly polished, looks like a cartoon spats. Is he wearing my boots? He is. Uh, give He's me another 100 if you toss me the boots. 
which is weird because he got no legs, but they're on the ends of his stumps. <laughs> I, I used to feel bad because I had no boots, but then I met the man who had no legs. <laughs> I said, can I have your shoes? <laughs> you clearly don't need them. Yo, Mac, 100 bucks will give me the boots back, too. You gave me 100 to take them. Deal. I'm feeling generous. <laughs> clearly. That's great. You're a good guy, Mr. Kirkland. I certainly try to. He looks at you oddly and then hands the boots over. Right. I don't know why you thought it was so funny, but, you know, truth is, it does keep the old stumps warm. Good to hear it. Well, don't go taking any wood nickels. <laughs> Put them in my messenger bag best as I can and continue walking home. Okay. <laughs> I want to look at this phone. I'm almost afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Are there any photos on the phone? Uh, yeah, there's a ton of them. But you're having trouble accessing it. I'm not really used to using the thing, so that's... Yeah. Well, and it also, it keeps turning off. Oh, maybe it doesn't work as well as I thought it does. All right, we'll just put that in the old kit here for now. And cut back to the tunnel. You find yourselves climbing upward once again. Okay, moving down the tunnel, and all of a sudden it went down, now it's going back up? Yeah, when you passed through the veil, as it were, you were not climbing downward, but rather making a almost vertical ascent. Okay. I really spent too much time in my cab lately. Don't expect me to carry you. Wouldn't dream of it. See how you carry your books. They're books. They don't have feelings. And Ezra's not here to argue that point. So, hey. <laughs> I've got like a smart mouth answer on my tongue and everything, too. <laughs> yeah, you actually feel that urge as oh, you're boy. walking the street. Oh, oh, somewhere Adam said something stupid. And I need to <laughs> say something. He's not here. What's going on? You climb up, water raining up past you. The water's moving up. Mm-hmm. I hate this fucking place. Why does this stuff never make any goddamn sense? The never, never, it never makes any sense. That's one of the nevers. Yeah, <clears throat> you're right. I swear to God, sooner or later we're going to meet some Ponzi fruit wearing a fucking hook for a hand being chased by a crocodile. As you say that, you put your hand up on a ledge where it looks like this place is finally opening up and onto a skeletal hand. Yeah. It's bones. It's not going to hurt you. I'm aware. It just caught me off guard is all. There's a ledge that opens up all around here, and the edges of it are piled high with bones, most of them human, but some of them clearly belonging to the people that you met in the village outside. There's numerous animal bones mixed in there as well. In total, maybe 100, 200 skeletons, complete or partially disassembled in a rough ring around the upward opening of this tunnel. Hmm. Either we just found the secret burial grounds for humans, or... No, I take that back. uh, Do these look gnawed on? No, they don't. Mostly is um, just decayed and clean with age. David, you're a former police officer, and you, you weren't a forensic specialist but you know enough to know how the body decays. And these are just skeletons of varying ages, but the youngest is probably been here for 50 years or more. Hmm. And if they were decaying, we would definitely know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, when you sniff, that reptile house odor is overwhelming. It's this ancient, musty odor. Okay, we're definitely going into the snake territory here. Well, that was the whole point of this little jaunt, wasn't it? It was indeed. All right, well. Let's hmm. press on, I suppose. Yeah. I'm getting a bad 
feeling about this. Do you have any idea what we're supposed to be saying to the snake thing? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the Lord will provide. That's all I got. Uh, Sounds like you're climbing up into the skeletons. Yep. Yeah. Make no bones about it. But I'm bumped. Thank you. Haven't well, done one all day. It needed to happen at some point. No, that's totally your character's kind of making some gallows humor. Yep. That's beautiful. <laughs> and at the far edges, the darkness shifts. Parts of it moving off to the left, another vast section of it just above, moving off to the right. The motion revealing the dimmest outlines of titanic scales. Oh, hell. <laughs> it is coiled. That's what they to use to weigh cruise ships. <laughs> I was, damn it! <laughs> I was, it was right there. I just hadn't figured out what to do with it. That was good. It's a jet black snake, dark as the night sky, with faint touches of starlight limbing its scales, coming from within. Clearly, like within vast depths inside the scales themselves, ahead emerges from the coils all around you, the size of a town, a vast orange eye like a sun opens, and the pupil dilates, contracts, fixes on you, looking down. This is a blaspheme. I should destroy this thing. Shut up. Shut up. Spite the false god. Shut up. <laughs> that sounds like a capel, actually. It does. <laughs> I'm offering I one. <sighs> I will give you a fate point to overcome it because okay. yeah, not all snakes are evil. Shut up. No, I'm more agnostic. Would say you sense <laughs> you sense a movement in the night behind you on the other side of the pit as well. Didn't Ezra say that there were two of these? Uh, we'll assume he did because I don't remember. But my I character would. He turned around. Another vast head, identical to the first, is peering across the pit at you. I hate Ezra. Right about, I hate him. No more coffee for him for a month. The snakes ask you why you have come. They address you as the son of man and the son of earth. And they ask what you seek here. Which one is which? Take a wild guess, genius. (laughs) I gotta say, being called the son of earth is more respectful than other names I've been called. We're here because of problems that are going on with some demon thing. David, you know more about this than I do. We're here because in the realm outside, we are having problems. We have been finding occurrences of... What the... What was that thing's name? The snake says... Castodontic. That, thank you. Castodontic. Yeah. The snakes say that you are attempting to use the shibboleth created by the ancient warriors... For the beast with a thousand masks, the devourer of worlds, the hive in one. Dark Lord of Dreams, is that another title? They tell you that it has many titles, and that is one. And then they are for president. Now, we're trying to use the shibboleth? I'm not trying to use no shibboleth. What the hell is a shibboleth? A name which is not a name. A name created to reveal the agents of this thing. I don't have patience for riddles. Just to point out really quick, the shibboleth does have a biblical origin, so it's possible he might know that. He might, but that's okay. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Look, one of our number 
should have been here, but he decided to listen to Coyote. Yes, so now we are off doing his, well, yeah, he'll say it, doing his job, and if we seem disrespectful or otherwise ignorant, then please excuse us, because we're out of our element here. The snakes tell you that they understand all creatures are fallible, and that the son of spirit they suspected would be lured away by the jealous god. A god, they say, which is almost as jealous as your god, son of man. Hmm. And you guys rag on me for being agnostic. There's really little point in that belief system, looking at what we're seeing here. But that's a discussion for another time. The snake- We can wax philosophical later. That's right. <laughs> yes, that sounds like the creature we... Well, whatever name it may or may not have, the name we know it by is Castig... Castadante. Castadante. Cast- sounds like a. It's hurting people. Sounds it's like hurting a Cuban become- musician. Castadontic. Whatever. Castadontic. That, yeah. They tell you that they know of what you speak. And they suggest an easier way might be the hive in one. The hive in one. Okay, fine. The hive in one is hurting people and we need to figure out how to stop it and evidence has led us to you. Yes, the snakes say, and they tell you that they were awakened from their slumber when the trickle of dream power from above ceased. And awakening, they became aware of the Hive-in-One's approach. They tell you that they were here some time ago when the ancient warriors of the Island Kingdom threw back the Hive-in-One and trapped them here as a consequence. Are those the female warriors? that I'm not sure my character knows about. Damn it. <laughs> then uh, I would say address uh, address what you know. Although, you know, you've lived in... Yeah, maybe. Um, the aura your whole life, you would know about this whole, you know, the, the origin of the okay. name and, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, so... on TV. Oh, okay. Documentaries and whatnot. Of, are these the female warriors of legend that no one really believes in anymore? They tell you that they're not really aware of distinctions like male and female. It's not very clear to them. But or did these warriors have big breasts? Were they curvy? 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 <laughs> they not completely sexist on the snake. <laughs> they were ancient warriors dressed in precious oars. They lived on an island kingdom and kept themselves apart from half of their own kind. Okay, that sounds like yes. Yep. All right. Okay, so those warriors banished the hiving? The hiving one, and banished these snakes. I take it you guys were banished by accident. When the earth was cast aside to make that which blocked the hiving one, they say, uh, they were trapped here also. Okay, so someone, in order to release the hiving one, has cracked the seal in some way. Um, Our seal has weakened, they say. And if you were to release us, we could do battle with the hive in one and drive it back again. They tell you that they are a god. That's all fine and good, but what kind of damage would that do to our world if we release you? They tell you that there would be many deaths, that the city which has grown above would be destroyed, and the island which was once here would be remade. That's That's not an option. There has to be a, a third possibility. Do nothing and let it overtake us or release you to help and let 
that which we care about be destroyed anyway. If there's no third alternative, we will make a third alternative. We will have to find one. They tell you that's why they have always admired men. The race of man, though misbegotten, they say, has always had a certain spirit, and they have always been sympathetic to humankind and their works, they say. Clearly referring to you, Adam, you get the feeling. And they will do anything in their power to help you. All the knowledge of the earth, they say, is theirs. What happened to the ancient warriors of the island? Their own spell, which cast back the hive in one, they say, destroyed the ancient warriors and their kingdom. Destroyed, he said, holding out a fate point, or imprisoned. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm not sure if you can do that to me, but I'm... <laughs> I can. It's a declaration. I, I, I'm willing to roll for it if you'd like. I can. Oh, to spend a fate point? Uh, yeah. You can I... declare something, but in this case, I'm going to say it's beyond the scope of Damn it. that. All right. Fine. Ordinarily, it's more details kind of in a scene, but this is one that's kind of part of a pre existing thing that might. It ain't quags, pal. Take that story game nonsense elsewhere. <laughs> the snakes the snakes tell you that the island was It was worth a shot. And that the warriors were killed, the warrior queen and her sorcerers, they say, and here they do use the female pronoun, were all killed. The others were scattered, lost to the winds. Yeah. No, we gotta look at it this way. All right. Obviously, whatever they did, it was a move of desperation. Right. It threw this hiving one behind this barrier and sealed it. So, we have to ask a question. The barrier, the snakes say, was a portion of the very earth here. And that, they say, is why the island is now no more. That it is now one with the land. Is it possible that whoever's waking up the hiving one... Is it possible that how they're moving, whatever they're doing, is going to bring the island back anyway? That, the snakes say, is not something that is being done by any agency, but merely time. They say that the spell cast by the ancient warriors is fading, and that the hive in one has been degrading it since it was first cast. Okay. It may not be somebody doing it. It may just be wear and tear on the spell. Right. That's what they say. But we need to get to the place where the island actually is now, as it is one with the land, and see if we can get some of the magical energy off of there. That, they say, is your city. The whole city? Okay. Aw, snap! Hang on, what was your question? I was saying we need to get to where the island is, because you said it was one with the land now. We need to get to where the island is. And, okay. and and get some of channel some of its magical energy so we can re-strengthen the barrier, which sucks for these snake guys because it's going to keep them, or maybe not. Maybe we can... If you can give us the sweet dreams from above again, we will be content in our slumber, they say. Which means that, yes, we need to use our city, which is essentially the island, to shut this fucking demon up. Go and buy every Eurythmics album. Yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. Give the sweet dream. That will give him the sweet dreams. Ezra is muttering to himself as he walks down the street. <laughs> Again, doing that, slightly doing that crazy person. You don't know thing. why you're saying that either. I know. <laughs> why did I say that? Why did I say that? There is a va- thing to say. There is a valley, they say, and an orchard long since gone to riot. 
And it was from there that a line of wizards, since some time back, directed sweet dreams down to them and kept their slumber peaceful. They would be most pleased if you could reestablish that and would be content in their slumber. Hmm. This valley still exists in our world? The Son of Man, they say, shed much blood there recently. Define recent in your time. <laughs> they say it was sometime after that very cold winter, which you call the Ice Age, but before now. That's what I get. Okay, so you don't mean me, you mean A. They say that the Son of Man is what they call you. Somewhere in the past 5,000 years. Right, I got it. Yeah. You have done this. Well, I haven't been alive 5,000 years, so it had to be somewhere in the last... Me, I haven't been alive 5,000 years. Neither here nor there. We can probably find this valley again. It was the valley close to the island, or was it in the island? The valley is in the hills, but actually the snakes tell you that there is another place of power if you seek it, a place where many portions of the spirit world, they say, were joined together in the spell that okay. also brought the island together with the land. And they tell you that these are uh, rot of iron and that they are in a park where the park That's becomes marshland. Okay, I know, I know that place. If someone, if someone sings you the songs of dreams there, it would have the same effect. They tell you that they cannot reach them there, but that this might be a useful place of power if you seek power from what was once yeah. the island. Gotcha. we got to get power before we can do any of this, and we need Ezra, damn it. Where the hell did he get to? They tell well, you that the Son of Spirit is lost to you, that he has gone off and is in the thrall of the jealous god. I should have shot that coyote when I had the chance. The snakes agree. I was about ready to plant my foot firmly over the ass. Mm -hmm. The snakes also say that the hive in one has many servants in your city now, and that the servants are spreading, making more of themselves. Lovely. And that they are planting the spore, they say, or the eggs in the very flesh of your city. Well, it and better and better. They can tell you where this is being done. Well, if you can what? tell us, okay. then why you don't you? Us, let me put it this way, all right? We will gladly find somebody to sing you the song of dreams at the right spot. They tell you that one of these is below that valley that they spoke of. They say there is a structure separate from where all the blood was shed, a place where great evil was wrought, and that below this place is one of the spores of the hive in one is buried. Okay, I think we found that in a game session which Thunderstep was not privy to. They tell you that the spore remains undiscovered, buried below this place. Ah. One in valley below. Alright. Are there others that we need to find and destroy before we try to seal the gate? They say also that there is another buried below a great hospital to the south of the city where many of the agents of the Hive in One are gathered even now. Alright, that's priority one. These people are fucking with kids in my neighborhood. Exactly. Damn right, priority one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they also tell you, uh, son of man, that your erstwhile bride is buried in the earth. I know, I put her there. And that she lies waiting to be unearthed. You're saying his wife is alive? They tell you that she is neither alive nor dead, but she, never was. She's a vampire. Your goes, wife was a vampire. She, yes. Oh, shit, dude, I'm sorry. Not time for that right now. 
I mean, I appreciate it, but it's, yeah, it is no time for that right now. They tell you that any time you return, they will be happy to give you this information. Thank you very much, and thank you for dealing with us and our ignorance of how to respectfully talk to snake gods. They say that they are always happy to deal with men or the works of men, and that they have great respect and even love for your kind in their way. And before you go... You want us to find you a cricket as an offering or something, or a mouse? That probably was not the most respectful thing to say. I'm just... Oh. If you wish to bring us a proper offering, they say, you may bring us a dozen young men or women in the prime of their physical life who will go willingly. Huh. Well, willingly. We'll work yeah, on that. Yeah. You, you know, we, we don't really do that anymore. Well, dude, they're helping us out. We need to do something in payment, but that's a little extreme. Yeah. I wasn't being disrespectful. I just didn't know... You know, we yeah. need to. We should give them something. They're giving us tons of information here. If we can give these guys the sweet dreams that they want, I think that'll be more than payment enough, right? They tell you they would be very appreciative because they were sweet dreams indeed, and uh, such a peaceful slumber is rare even among the gods. They ask also that you bring to them two of the large stone vessels amongst the mortal remains of those they have moved to the world beyond this one. Um, where would we find such things? You guys did just walk through a whole bunch of skeletons. And that was where the Ring of Stones was? You said something about a Ring of Stones back there? Yeah, that was up at the top of the tunnel when you guys climbed in. Here, there was another ring, but it's all of bones and skeletons. Right, 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 okay. Uh, so, so you want two big stone vessels? They tell you that's correct. All right, I'm on it. All right, cool. I'll- all right, I hike back up the tunnel. And- no, they're talking about from the Ring of Mortal Remains, which is right behind you guys. Yeah, but you said stone vessels. Right, These stone vessels. These are bone. Mm-hmm. But in amongst them... Oh, uh, oh yeah. gotcha. All right, okay. I start shifting bone. Then. Yeah, and it doesn't take but a moment before you find two big stone jars. Look like they're made out of obsidian. This black stone flecked with white. Okay. Where do you want them? They ask you each to hold one up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Here you go. Up and over your heads. And the heads, the size of townships, flash forward. Great fangs, longer than rivers, strike out into the night. And suddenly, the stone pots that you're holding are almost burning hot and overflowing with a bright golden light. Too fast to see the snake heads retreat to their previous positions. Our venom, they say, has many powers. If it is taken or applied in the light of day, it can destroy any mortal creature. If it is imbibed by the light of the moon or stars, it can return to life that which was dead. Well, I'll be de- Ah, wow. Okay. They ask you to take this and use it wisely and to show it to the son of spirit who perhaps will rethink the folly of treating with the jealous god. Yeah, I think he will after he sees this. Which reminds me, we have to... You've been more than helpful, and yet I'm afraid we have to ask you one more favor. How do we get home? How do we get... Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going for. <laughs> They tell you they've anticipated this and ask you to drink half of each vessel. 
Bottoms up. Yep. And I had a feeling that might happen. All right, good game. It's uh, yeah, it's not easy either. Bone breaking spasms, terrifying hallucinations, the most awful, overwhelming fear, and then it's not like a gentle descent into darkness. You are pulled, clawing against your will into an abyss from which you know there will be no return. God, I love happy endings. Back over to Ezra. So, uh, where are you by this point? I'm still walking home. That's right, you were headed home. Yeah. So, the McBill house. Night. There's some signs out front announcing it as a protected environmental region. What? You distinctly remember the condor now. Okay, so these numbers, is it kind of like... When you black out after a heavy night of drinking, and then the next morning, as you slowly go about your day, things kind of come back to you? Yeah, I've only done that once, but pretty much. I don't recommend it. No, it's not as much fun as you might think. Oh, it is not. Right. <laughs> Three days have passed. Oh, oh, God. Uh, going in. Immediately, you're assaulted by the bear-like form of... Mrs. McBill, who first wraps you in a powerful hug and then sobbing, holding you back as, where have you been? I've been trying to reach you. I, I can't get a hold of David or, or anybody. The father called here and it's, it's Annie. It's what, what, what? Annie, Annie. She, there's been an accident. She's in the hospital. She was hit by a car. Who's Annie? She looks at you like wide eyed. And then, like, sniffs your breath. And I'm going to say, like, in character for a moment, it just slips your mind. Annie is David's daughter. Oh, that's right. She's been hit by a car? There was nothing I could do. One moment she was here, and then she ran outside. She was chasing a dog or something, and then... Coyote, this wasn't part of the bargain! What are you talking about? I've got some things to do. Look, they, they need someone over there. Someone has to get, you know, the, the father is there, but there's only so much he can do. And he the managed father to, is there? What? No, no, the father from the church. Oh, 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 okay. Father Quinn? Right. And he managed to convince them that, well, I mean, you were on her emergency contacts. So what, they really? say, uh, they what? say if, well, on David's emergency contacts, and they say if someone doesn't show up in the next few days, they're going to, you know, there's no insurance information. There's only so much we can do. And they, they're going to have to downgrade her, and she needs serious support. Okay, I will, I will take care of it. Oh, thank you, thank you. And she leans forward, big, sturdy woman, just like yeah. leaning on you for strength and crying into your shoulder. You can feel hot, wet tears sinking through <laughs> your army jacket. Nervously patting her shoulder. They're there. The two guys who are always on the frickin' frack or whatever their names are, even they have paused their Halo game and are looking over wide-eyed. woman says, it's some really serious shit, man. Yeah, can someone get her like some chamomile or or something? I I've got things I need to do. The two guys do a quick rock paper scissors. One of them loses, gets up, and goes into the kitchen. Yo, I'm on it. Right. And set her on the couch where he was sitting. She sits down, face in her hands, still just crying. Yeah, man, she held it together up until you showed up. I mean, it's like she was just she was doing everything. I can't believe it, man. That little kid. You know me, I'm a pillar of strength. He nods, seriously. I need to go to wherever I am set up now, whatever room I am in, 
Oh, hey, yeah, that's Echo's old room. Ah, is her roommate still here? No, her roommate had moved on. All right, good. Oh, it's Echo's room. Great. I figured since, you know, she was your girlfriend and everything, that you'd be comfortable there. (laughs) Really not. Anyway, I am... Okay, once I get in there, I slam the door, I start stripping off the darn tuxedo or whatever, Mm -hmm. and changing into proper clothing. Ow, 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 ow. Ow, your head. Watching the head, yes. Cody, wasn't part of the deal. You're supposed to keep the girl from getting hit by a car. You're back? Oh, man. Oh, god damn it. I'm finding, I'm sure Echo has a big old, like, vanity mirror or something. I'm doing that twist, look over my shoulder. Yep, and it's like a tiger went to town on your back, and you've had a day or two to heal. Oh. Uh, all right. Get the light t-shirt. Put that over. I know I've got a ball cap somewhere. Putting that on the shaved head. Like a cancer victim, dude. Yeah, you got this old ball cap with a turtle with a sailor hat cocked forward, and it's rolling up a non-existent sleeve and bunching a thin-like fist. It's the local, the that. fighting terrapins, the local football team. Taking a moment in my ranting, <laughs> looking at my head close in the mirror, does it look like it's just shaved, or is it bald? No, it's totally uh, like shaved down, all surgery. So clean. It will grow back. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Sons of bitches. All right. And what you've got... Coyote, I know you can hear me. God damn it. Don't make me summon you. Uh, you've got nothing, but you've got the feeling that if you want to summon Coyote, you're going to need a lot of cigarettes and whiskey. Fine. You want to do it the hard way, Coyote? Fine. Get tobacco. We're getting whiskey. Whiskey Jack. I know who you are. <laughs> You're muttering. I'm picturing this cutting right over to you in the convenience store, loading up a bag and Just muttering all this. Muttering stuff. to myself like a madman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bozo, Lasky Jack, whatever name I can think of. Is, is he twitching at some point? I'm just. I'm twitching. Cut yeah, back. I'm buying several cartons of cigarettes. Your um, phone makes the saddest ringing noise. It's the Pac-Man yeah, death sound. What's what's the what's the uh, incoming say? Uh, nothing at all. You're looking at like a black screen with like a couple green squares kind of jittering around in it. I'll pick it up and go, "Hello," and my best fake accent voice. There's a little puff of smoke when you hit the button. Stuff that in the bag. So I'm going to say cut back to the ritual, the summoning. Yeah, I've got the circle laid out. I've busted open several. I've probably actually bought some loose tobacco for roll your own, and I've made the circle out of that. Where? In Echo's room. I've just shoved okay. like the head and everything off to the side and all that. I got the lights off. I got the circle made out of tobacco in there, soaked down with whiskey so it's mushy. <laughs> I'm chain-smoking. And mm-hmm. just hard hitting the whiskey. I'm from Kentucky. I'm a little bit country. I can take my whiskey. And yes, with the little rubber bendy wily coyote in the middle of it, mm-hmm. of the circle, summoning and chanting, "Coyote, I call you. Come to me now." And uh, your servant with verbal quotation marks around it when I say it <laughs> beckons you. Around the time you're getting that sort of blur in your thoughts. A 
weathered hand with knuckles like walnuts picks up the bendy coyote. And uh, you're looking at a wizened Native American guy in a blue jeans jacket with tassels, beat to shit cowboy hat on his head. One of those guys who looks like he's aged past the concept of age. Yeah, he's got skin like beef jerky and mm-hmm. voiced by Sam Elliott. Yeah, that yeah. would be him. No be shirt, good. great big belt buckle. I always like the rabbit. Bone necklace. I've got a thesis I'm going to write at some point about bugs being a modern iteration of Nana Bozo, the rabbit trickster, but you know. Got a hey. bad rap. What's going Listen on, here. kid? Why the hell is Dave's daughter in the hospital hit by a car? You said you were going to stop her being hit by a car. No, I said I was going to stop her being hit by a car. If your buddy there, the coward of Zion, took care of this whole thing with Anubis for me. Now, I've been real busy busting all kinds of supernatural chops, and I don't have time to look after that kid, much as it pains me to say it. How long does it take for him to take care of Anubis? Hey, come on, he's got to go to Egypt at least or something. Hmm, good point. I probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, by the way, how's he going to be able to do that without my help? You know that guy's lost without me. I would have helped him out. I told him the consequences, gave him a choice. He's a big boy. What What can we do to fix this? I don't know. Get Blue Cross? Look, the reason I signed on to be your cheerleader here is to help... <laughs> Cheerleaders. All right. That's not the point. <laughs> the reason I signed on here was to help him, especially to avoid problems with his daughter, you know, to help him out with Anubis, but now I get to wake up in the uh, strip club where my, not my girlfriend, used to work. Mm-hmm. I've got strange people of uh, transgressive sexual practices. Not that there's anything wrong with that. She making weird propositions eyebrow. to me over the phone. Where I don't, I've got a phone. There's that. Oh. So what the hell happened to my hair, sir? Well, you decided it'd be a good idea to get a tattoo to mark your new station in life. Well, I do like tattoos. I'm not going to lie. I've got several, but not on the back of my head. Hey, don't look at me. You're the guy who decided to just power down all that mescaline. Well, <laughs> Anyway, not. our deal was, I give you all the information you need, and uh, you help me take care of this whole thing with the outsider. Right. Fine. All right, fine. Fine. That's the fine. got to do with this. Funny boy. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ow, ow. He stands up, and from the back of his jeans... Pulls out an old folding army shovel. You know the type? Yep. Like, um, you're probably going to need this. I shudder to ask why. Go up to Sheep Field. You know where the old graveyard used to be? Let's say I do. Well, um, go there. Go to, um, 24 East East and down in the basement, dirt floor. <clears throat> you might find a couple interesting things if you dig down about, mm-hmm. What do they do these days? Six feet still? Sounds about right. Couple assholes made the wrong deal, and uh, you probably better get them out of it before they run out of air. Oh, son of a bitch. Fine. All right. Uh, yeah, this ain't over. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, here, enjoy the Marlboros. I don't smoke. And he disappears in a puff of tobacco smoke. The laughter still echoing for a moment. They made a huge mistake. How far away is East Easton? Mm, uh, let's see, Sheep Field is yeah. two miles. Basically, like, you go up Ray Street, you make a right on Branch Street, and you're there. I mean, on a bike, it's like 15 minutes. All right, get my bike. First, you come to a crossroads where you've got Northeast Easton, Southeast Easton, 
east, 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 and then west, east, east. Let's go with east, east, eastern. That's a lot of easts. And down at the end, like a single tooth remaining in an empty jaw, is uh-huh. one decaying clapboard house. Big old brass letters on there, all green with verdigree, 1418. Ah, uh, he's got his type. All right, we'll go down to the basement. Where there is a uh, set of rickety stairs uh-huh. and a little rusted chain with a tin sign hanging with the inexplicable hand-lettered legend, Caution, Giant Snakes. I think I might be on the right track. I'll light the tip of my wand, head on down in there. Packed dirt, except one portion of it that looks uh, turned a little more recently. That's the shovel. I'm an earth mage. I know what I'm going to do as soon as we get out of this, unless Adam beats me to it, and we'll see. Oh, I think you got a good idea of what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think I do, too. <laughs> um... Warship thaumaturgy should be enough to uh, move six feet of earth. Absolutely. Do you want that one as a gimme from Coyote? No. No, I okay. do not. <laughs> I'm not even tapping into his power right now. This is just basic earth magic. I'm going to draw a circle around the move there, and I am just going to tap directly into the power of the earth. Go ahead and describe the effect to me. I can't think of any interesting possibilities for failure on this. Uh, I'm just stomping my feet with my magical boots, which are tapped with gravity, and reaching my hand out, clenching my fist, lifting it up, force lifting it, and awesome. shoving the dirt out of the way like it mats. Like Moses parting the sea, only dirt. Two gasping figures. Do you want me to roll or no? No, no. Like I said, I can't think of any interesting consequences to failure. So, you know, two gasping <laughs> figures, dirt rolling away from them, both pink as newborns. And just as startled looking. Rise up, my minions. I have summoned you back from the lands of the dead to serve me. I just pull in a sneak, Ezra. I climb up. I'm assuming it's us. Yes. It is us, yes. (laughs) I climb up. Walk over to Ezra. Yeah, he's going to beat me to the... His underwear and pull it up over his head. Oh, not quite what I had in mind, but something similar. <laughs> Stand there looking at him with the uh, waistband around my neck. That's not cool, man. <laughs> I get up. First of all, thank you for saving us. Secondly, and I haul off, and as hard as I possibly can, I punch him dead in the face. Oh, man. Now, Ezra, up to you if you just kind of let that happen. I won't do any stress or anything like that, but if we want to go to the dice here, we can. Right, he's swinging at me. I, my arms over my head. Go, your daughter's in the hospital. Oh, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> Hoping to stop him so I can stamp her away. better be fucking kidding. Tell and me it wasn't you... me. More important things. Your daughter's in hospital. Tell me you have a car. Have you ever known me to drive a car? Have I ever known you to sell us out? I didn't sell you out. Really? You left us high and dry in the never-never with no way out. Trust I'm me, halfway. no one was more surprised than me. Let me know when the sun is up, and I'm going to have this son of a bitch drink some of this stuff that we're carrying. These <laughs> have two finely fashioned jars of snowflake obsidian. Trust me, no one was more surprised that I got zapped out of the never-never than me. Yeah, thank you. Have you seen my hair? I haven't. 
And you know what? For making... I've got claw marks across my back. Good. Well, it's either really good or really bad. I'm not entirely sure yet. Wait for the memories to come back. I am pissed. Yeah, same here. We, you've got two pissed characters on your hands here, sir. Look, man, I made a deal with Coyote. A yes, you made a deal with Coyote. I punch him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Jacket of protection. Click. What was, what was that? Jacket of protection. <laughs> Who says I'm aiming at your jacket? Overall protection. Champion of God, yep. sir. Clank. See, at least the atomic wedgie work, and I'm so glad that you haven't done anything to fix that yet, that I think I might heighten it up a little bit tighter. <laughs> you know, he said, holding out a fate point to Adam, he said something about the kid being in the hospital, and you hey. take that shit pretty seriously, and that might be something you want to deal with. I will take it, and so I will grab, said tidy whitey stretched over his head like a handle, lift him up. He's a boxer briefs type of guy. Well, whatever. There's still a convenient handle at this moment. <laughs> Lift him up and say, you oh, said his daughter is in the hospital. You yes, leave now. Daughter was in the hospital. Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm trying so, to get us to leave, but people are throwing punches at the innocent bystander who's only trying to help. We'll have words about this once I know that she's safe. So tell me that you either have a car or you have easy access to a cab or how to get us there quickly. Adam, have you ever known me to use a cell phone or a car? No, I have not. I have a bicycle to which you are free to help. Otherwise, I don't know, maybe the cab driver knows someone who can get him a cab. I don't know, you're the magic user that decides to teleport all over the goddamn place and, and leaves two best friends out in the middle of the Not my choice. Not his choice. Me not what do you get for making deals with... Coyote, that lovable roguish character from folklore. Everyone loves him. He's like Prometheus. Yeah, the two snake gods that we had a nice long chat with. Jealous. Well, you could you have been there with us. Yeah. I really wish I was. Again, not my choice. You don't even want to know what's in these jars. I might want to know what's in the jars. You might want to know, but I ain't fucking going to tell you until we get to the goddamn hospital. Fine, let's get to the hospital. All right. At the moment, all you right. guys are all squabbling in the basement. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm Walking up the stairs, carrying him like a sack of luggage. <laughs> I'm following behind. He's let me down now. Yeah, once we get outside, I'll drop his ass in the dirt and say, okay, mage, do something. Very forcefully, hopefully. Without an effort to be light about it. I've already firmly lodged the letter in his mailbox <laughs> and you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I got it. I understand. Like, he hasn't been wedging before. You get a cab, something. Come on, let's get to the hospital now. You know um, what? If you have your phone on you, you get your car, I'm taking the bike. I'm going to the hospital. Big guy, little bike. <laughs> I don't care what I look like. Where? Hmm. I need to watch. Like, okay, no. Know can, you my, know can my guide my hand be used, used here or that... Uh, Whatever the oh, hell my certainly. ability is that causes circumstances to... In fact, it might already be in play, but if you have some sort of idea for how it might play out, I am open to suggestion. My next suggestion was going to be using my shape-shifting powers. I'm like, fine. Uh, I don't have anything... Uh, you... um, okay, well, well, I was just going to have like a cab show up where the guy was he had made a wrong when turn you... or something between between fares and got kind of turned around and he wound up in this area and just when... happens to show up. When you start to say where, I was going to say you recognize where you are immediately. Uh, you're in Sheep Field, like right near the edge of the grove, and in front of you, that's probably James Way there, and you're like three blocks from your cab company. Okay, hey, Adam, we're about three blocks from the cab company. If we want to just go down there and we can get a cab 
from there, and we'll get there. Fine. Get your ass on the handlebars. We're going down the hill. <laughs> Colin stole my bicycle. So we leave just as we're standing there for a moment. Colin yep. stole my bike. <laughs> So, uh, You're not standing there. I'm leaving him standing. Exactly. Tell them. I know. <laughs> Unless you guys have some particular ideas, I'm going to take us directly to the hospital. Okay. I have no problem with that. I'm standing outside the hospital because I don't want. I can't go in there. Well, I could, but I don't want to like mess up medical machines. Yeah, it's this big. Um, we left uh, you standing in the middle of the. <laughs> well, then I'll get there eventually. I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? Shape shifting magic. I'm turning into a bird. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing the golem on the bicycle with the cop on the handlebars going down the hill to the, the taxi stop. I, mean, that's yeah, I wish I had a few cameras. <laughs> I'm not sure we would both fit on that. What if you have to make a turn? We're going down the hill. You said your cab, cab shop was down the hill. Down Don't the hill. worry about it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So the hospital, uh, it's the central hospital for Isla del Oro, which is why it's called Isla del Oro Central. Um, Creative people, those bureaucrats. Yes. It's one of the older structures in the city. It's this monstrous red brick castle with turrets and everything else. And then projecting out from it almost at random are these ultra-modern glass and steel white lighting came from one of Steve Jobs' dreams about architecture wings that are emerging from the central portion and winding over uh, a large area, uh, feeding into a parking system and everything else. Uh, as you guys arrive, a uh, medevac helicopter is landing on the roof. There's a couple ambulances parked over on one side. I go marching right into emergency. Yep. And Ezra, it sounded like you're turning into a bird. And where are you going? Going to the hospital. Right, but now that you're here, huh? are you? I'm what just are you doing? Sitting outside, right across this, like in the parking lot, or like far away enough that I'm certain I'm not going to mess up any uh, machinery or anything. A couple of ambulance drivers are watching you, smoking, just, waiting. Yeah, I'm just pacing, smoking. One of the women says to the others, "Man, he looks like a." Looks like a nervous father, doesn't he? The other one's like, yeah, nervous father with a great ass. <laughs> Could you just stop pacing for a second? Like, not now, not, 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 not now, Ezra. <laughs> okay, so it's a confused couple of minutes before you are escorted in to the intensive care ward. What you learn is that two days ago, uh, right. In the afternoon, Annie was at the McBill house, and she ran out. They don't know why. There's confused reports, but she ran out into the road, and then a delivery van hit her. It was coming around the corner. It was moving way too fast, and it hit her square on. She survived by some miracle. She's on life support now. She's stable but she's in very bad condition. They've already operated several times, and she's just lying there in bed looking tiny, shrunken and wasted, mostly bandages and tubes in this big hospital bed in this room that's completely empty except for her. Can Under I do this harsh fluorescent lighting. Can I do something? Go. And I'm saying this both in character and out of in character. I'm looking right at David, who's saying, "May I do something?" I don't. I don't know. I'm. Thank you. I go over. <laughs> it, is it nighttime? Yeah, it is. Is the moon out? 
Yep. Looks oh. like a new moon. Forgot about this. Wonderful. I walk over to her without even saying anything, move any tubes or anything out of the way, and pour some of the stuff right down her throat. There's a uh, a crucifix above her. The only decoration in the room. It's like the only thing on the walls at all. Directly above her bed. And it's not one of these nice ones either. Mm. No, he's with the spear wound, the blood coming down from the crown of thorns. Looking like down. what my grandmother had. Yeah. I, I take it and take it off the wall. <laughs> I hand it to David and I finish pouring the stuff down her throat. There's a tube in there and like a respirator and stuff, but she chokes, coughs, and then her eyelids flutter and she makes a low, weak, terrible moan of pain. I start taking the tubes and stuff off. If I need to give her more of the stuff, I will. Anything from David? Um, well, I was going to try praying, but I don't really... You were just handed a crucifix. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pray over it, praying for healing, which is covered somewhere in those rules, and unfortunately I don't have the actual mechanics handy, but... That's okay. That's what a GM is for. Do I need to make a conviction roll? No. Okay. I'm not pouring the entire jar of this stuff down this girl's throat, am I? No, you wouldn't have been able to bring the whole jar. I assume you figured out something, and we don't need to go into what it's is in a thermos. <laughs> it's in a thermos. Yeah. But, you know, she was utterly inert before, as if mm. freshly fashioned out of clay, and then her bruised eyelids started fluttering, and she made a sound, and now she takes a breath on her own, mm-hmm. and then one eyelid barely flutters open and she looks at the room and looks at you kind of focuses and her eye sort of swims down toward david and she whispers in this paper dry voice daddy i'm right here i'm right here sweetie i grab her hand she winces but then smiles weakly and says i I knew you'd make it the angel told me and I think that's where we should wrap it up. Okay. Oh. Okay, wait, no, because I'm going to forget to ask this if I don't ask yes. it now. So he asked her, no more running out of the house like that, kiddo. What did you, what were you chasing? Uh, there was a dog, she says, this black dog. The black dog. And then she drops off. What do coyotes, favorite Led what do coyotes look like? They look like skinny, low-rent wolves. Yeah, they generally brown-colored, usually. So not black? No. Okay. Adam, uh, sitting in a chair nearby, you hear the hand rest just shatter under his grip. Awesome. (laughs) One thing I should point out, the black dog, you as a police officer would remember the black dog murders. That's right. That was what they called the... Stuff that they discovered my wife was mm-hmm. behind. <sighs> and she didn't just say a black dog. At the end there, she said the black dog. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great session. Yes, it thanks was. For, yeah. Thanks for going along with the kind of back and forth. I appreciate it. No, that's, that's no problem. That's fun. I, I'm one of the few players who enjoys when the party gets split. I think it's, it's fun to do that back and forth kind of thing. I like it as a GM when I have good players, and you guys are great players. Well, thank you. And you're a great GM, so it works out well. Great GM. Thank you. I know people have to skedaddle, but real quick, give me some thoughts on direction, open questions, what you plan to do, what you want to know. 
I want to know if they caught the son of a bitch that hit the girl. Gotcha. I am probably going to recontact Coyote and get the information I need to get rid of the Kastad on Yontic. Gotcha. I'm going to give the other guys their space for a bit, lest I find out that the... <laughs> well, we have the place. information you need, so... Yeah, some of it. Yep. And you also <laughs> have that, that. You have that very clear memory, which basically consists of the email. Take a look there and see if there's anything you might consider useful or a good hint. All right, guys. I need to get going. Too right. All right. I'm going to go, go Coyote. <laughs> And there you have it. Remember back in the early sessions of this game where I said, you ain't seen nothing yet, the drama begins to really take off? Well, we are in it, folks. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it, because this is the 11th session. Uh, there are about 27, if memory serves. It may not, so don't quote me on it, but it's somewhere in that vicinity. So we are approaching the halfway point here. And love to know your thoughts, feedback, opinions. You can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Jetpack is one word. Or you can send feedback directly to feedback at mtmjetpack.com. Either way, we want to hear from you. So stay sharp, cats and kittens, because there's another issue coming very soon. Oh, and by the way, special thanks to Porcelain Bambi of Porcelain Llama Theater for her awesome help in editing to get these done more quickly and expediently. In closing, this is Blind Geek thanking you for listening and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up, and always, let it soar!